0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another Optimal Bio Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Baker, along with Tyler Brandon, CEO of Optimal Bio. And today we have a special guest, Megan Jones, owner of Pure Bar in Raleigh and in Cary. And uh, topics today will be about, obviously, exercise. We'll be about uh, the business of Pure Bar and Optimal Health, and also what we can do individually to get ourselves into optimal health as we navigate healthcare system, diet, exercise, nutrition, and so on and so forth. So Megan, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm glad you can join. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and uh, how you became a business owner?
1: Sure. Okay. So um, my education (laughs) is not in business or anything of, of the sort. I actually uh, went to school as an elementary teacher, so I was a first grade teacher for three years, um, and I quickly realized I really needed uh, to interact with more adults. Um, spending your day with with first graders, it's I'm so glad that there are people that that do it. I think that's wonderful. I think it takes a special person to do that. Um, but I really needed more adult interaction. And so I had recently joined Pure Bar Studio at the time I was living down in Florida uh, with my husband. And I just reached out and I said, "Hey, you know, I'm available in the evenings would love to to work front desk if you need anything so worked there um would work at the school in the morning and then in the evenings a couple nights a week go in and work the front desk at pure bar um then our paths quickly shifted my husband got a promotion about a month after that so we moved out to seattle washington and when i was there um i had already taught in north carolina i had taught in florida i just wasn't prepared to move my classroom again, to get recertified again. I just basically was hoping I could figure out a way. I really enjoyed Pure Bar. I loved the workout. I loved the community. Um, Tried to figure out a way that I could basically do it full time. So I had the opportunity to work for an incredible set of owners out there. It was a a husband-wife duo. They owned six studios. And so I started working the front desk and then eventually was approached by her name, Sammy, the owner. Um, approached by her about teaching. So between teaching and working the front desk, I was teaching anywhere from like 15 to 25 classes a week, um, which if you take your bar, you would under, you understand that's a lot. <laughs>
2: it's a lot, yeah. I'm like shaking, thinking about it.
1: Um, so I was teaching, yeah, anywhere from 15 to 25 classes a week and also working the front desk, probably two to three shifts a week as well. Um, basically made it my full-time gig. Um Then uh, while we were there, the owners and Brandon, they sold off one of their studios to one of my good, good friends out in Washington. And that was the first time I'd ever seen like a a studio or a business really change hands. Um, And my friend, I mean, we're about the same age. And I was like, wow, this is something that like people my age could do. This is something that's like, could be achievable. Um, And so we ended up so, so, I worked for her as well. Her name's Lizelle. Um, I worked for Lizelle as well. Then, sorry, and I feel like a long. Like oh, no, this is great. <laughs> um, uh, got pregnant with our daughter, Shelby, and decided to move back to North Carolina because that's where all our family is. Um, so, we moved back. And at the time, I was, I think, 34 weeks pregnant when we moved to Raleigh and reached out to the owners here and was like, hey, I'm showing up. I'm really pregnant. I can work for about a month. I can work the front desk if you need it. So I came in and I, I worked for about a month and um, then went on maternity leave, was out for a couple months. Um, but something I did really early on um, in working at that studio is I just met with one of the owners and I was like, hey, like, I've always thought it'd be really cool to own a pure bar. Um, I'd love to know more about it. Like if you guys are ever interested in selling, like like I'd want to talk. So that conversation, you know, kind of was put on the back burner after our daughter got here and um but then it was revisited a couple months later and it was kind of one conversation after the next and eventually we built out a plan and um later that year that september so that was september 2019 was was when we bought the studio so it was basically just a lot of taking pure bar working in pure bar seeing kind of the inner workings uh, and all the behind the scenes stuff as well as the day-to-day and that really yeah, and putting myself out there and being like, "Hey, this is something I really want to do," um, that kind of led to to where we are now.
0: So, when you were working uh, with the other owners at, at Pure Bar, and then when you became an owner, were there things that you learned that you've done differently in your business now?
1: Done differently than like they did as owners? Yes. Hmm. Let's see. I. That's a good question. Hmm. I, I feel like I worked for really great owners. I was really fortunate in that. Um, So I I feel like I kind of owe it to them to be where I am. Um, I will say that, so like they both worked, taught a lot of classes when they owned their studios. And that's something that having kids now too just like isn't as easy for me to do and not teaching as many classes being like pretty selective about when I teach class um though I love it is um is where I think I differ a little bit they also didn't really have they didn't have kids at the time either so that may have played into it but they taught more in their business and I feel like I keep my couple classes per week but also only teaching a couple classes a week allows me to focus more on the back end stuff like the behind the scenes things um, that, that um, aren't so much seen like day to day. So I feel like that's that's a difference. Um, let's see what else I think. Um, but the back well, end,
0: difficult-
1: oh. sorry, go ahead. From, from a,
0: you know, as an owner now, um, obviously you probably you mentioned before you enjoyed working for the other owners. Um, so what are the leadership qualities or the, the things that were good about the other owners that, that, inspired you to carry that tradition on and the way you lead now?
1: I think that they're both, they're really good motivators. Um, and they also were really good at like seeing the potential in people. And so that's something that I like, so for example, I was, I was working the front desk and the owner approached me about teaching. And then she came to me about going, doing like an additional certification. So just trying to identify places where people um, could grow and excel. I feel like that's something I kind I learned from them. So, and just, I, I, so I try to have those conversations with people to understand, like, are you happy with where you are now? Are there things that you would like to do more of, um, just trying to under, understand people's strengths and how that they can continue to grow in the position.
0: From a um, for those that are, that are out there that are unfamiliar with Pure Bar, um, tell us about Pure Bar. You know what? What are the, you know, the differences? I guess between a Pure Bar and um, what Hot Yoga and and you know all the other uh, Orange Theory and all the other Competitors that
2: are out there at this point. I, t- I tried to uh, describe Pure Bar this morning. It did not go well. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's something that even if you watch it and look at it, you're you're like, hmm, what's what's going on here? Are you working? Um, even if your muscles are shaking. So Pure Bar is a low impact, high intensity full body workout. So it all moves to the beat of the music. It incorporates elements of yoga. Pilates, ballet, and also strength training. Um, and we have three different modalities. So we have a classic class that's kind of like the pure bar bread and butter, um, just like traditional class. You, it's full body work. You go through a warm up, weight work, thighs, work the entire body with inner and stretching throughout. Um, we have a class called Empower, which is our cardio class. And then we have a class called Reform, which utilizes equipment to somewhat emulate a Pilates reformer. Um, it's lots of like core stability work. So where I would say Pure Bar is different from and, and why I love Pure Bar and why it's different from some of our competitors is the low impact nature. Um, we've had people come to us that we have lots of people that come to us with injuries or like post surgery, things like that. Um, that will come to us because of that low impact, because their joints just can't handle it anymore. Um, you know, over time, it's like all, all the pounding on the pavement, if you're running, or all the jumping up and down, it it wears on the body for sure. So um, I would say that's where we're different in the low impact aspect of it. But also, there's such a mental piece to Pure Bar. Um It's it's a pretty involved technique, meaning you just, you really have to think about what you're doing in order to have an effective class. So it's the only workout I've been able to do where I can literally turn off the rest of the world, because if I start thinking about, I don't know, what I'm cooking for dinner or the, my to-do list of stuff, I'll get lost in class. Like you really have to focus on what it is that you're doing, what part of your body it is that you're working. Um, I think that's just like a huge mental benefit of it because it really gives you a break from everything else. Tyler, would you agree? So Tyler,
0: you've been a, uh, a pure bar uh, um, workout person from your experience.
2: Um... Yeah, so I started Pure Bar in beginning of 2019, I believe. And before that I was very, not anti Pure Bar, but I thought only like, you know, people who are 5'10 previous dancers can do Pure Bar and I'm not 5'10, not a dancer. So I'm like, definitely Pure bars is not my thing also i'll admit that i was so into like hit workouts so i'm like what what could you even do at pure bar long story short um because of a couple of things i couldn't do hit anymore and so i was like well what am i gonna do and so i came to pure bar one day and the first class i was like oh my gosh like what is this like i felt like i never worked out before like my legs were shaking i had no idea what i was doing But megan was saying like you is a learned technique i'd say like maybe three months in It wasn't that even i was good at it i started finally realizing, like oh that's what they're talking about and so i've been doing it ever since probably three or four times a week and I am in love with it. And like Megan said, it's, you can't do hit all the time. You can't run all the time. You can't spin. And this is the small muscle. So it's the first workout. And I've probably almost always have worked out my entire life that actually I saw changes in my body and I felt so much better and stronger. And even though it's low impact, I can do pure bar one day, go do a hit workout the next day. And I feel like I've been at hit. It's not like I felt like out of breath or like I've been gone from it for a while.
0: I take it there's no burpees and box jumps and all those crazy things.
1: No, there's an occasional like gentle burpee in our empower class, but by no means like up and down, up and down. And Tyler, I did not know you were an anti pure bar person at first.
2: Yeah, Uh, yeah. yeah. And here I am, you know? Yeah.
1: I would have never known. Right.
2: I know, secrets, because I don't want to ever sound like negative about it. I don't want to ever sound like negative But I just didn't think, you know, I was meant for Pure Bar, and here I am shaking this morning with Maureen, you know? Love it.
0: (laughs) So does Pure Bar appeal to all ages?
1: Yes, it does. It does, and I I think a lot of that is because of the low-impact nature of it. I mean, we have members that are 18 up to... About probably about 70. Yeah, all over the board in regards to age and fitness level. Um, with COVID, we've, you know, over the past, you know, ha- I can't even remember how many months we've been back open now, eight months, nine months, something like that, since studios were allowed to reopen. Um, we've seen in like an insurgence of a of all kinds of um, people with different, you know, fitness levels, things like that, different ages. I, I would say like, in our, our our diversity in, in terms of age and fitness level has definitely increased um, in the past eight months. I think a lot of people are, because of COVID, are seeing the value in keeping your body healthy. Um, so yeah, all over the board and in terms of age, for sure.
0: So obviously, you uh, became an owner in the fall of 2019, and then COVID hit in March of 2020. And Every time I do a podcast, I say to myself, I'm not going to talk about COVID anymore because it's kind of old news. But unfortunately, we have to talk about it because mm-hmm. I think it, you know, it's germane to this conversation. So you're a business owner for six or seven months and this unexpected thing occurs. Um, what'd you do? How'd you pivot?
1: Okay. That's it. Yeah. I mean, when I was thinking about like my biggest challenges, I have, um, I have like been a business owner in COVID for longer than I was a business owner out of COVID. So COVID is a big piece of it. And I get not wanting uh, to, to steer, wanting to steer away from it. And I always say, if I never have to say pivot another day in my life, like I'll be good. It would be too <laughs> Um, so yeah, we, we decided to close about five, five or six days before we were mandated to close by the state. And of course, like everyone going into it thinking, okay, this is gonna be two weeks, fourteen days, um, fourteen days, and then we'll be back at it. So we and and, and it was kind of like an ever changing situation. I think that Saturday, that Saturday I was at the studio and people were saying, Hey, are you gonna close? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, oh, everything's going to be fine. And the next day I was like, okay, well, let's, let's remove some of the equipment that people touch, that people touch during class. So we started to remove some of the equipment. And then that Monday was like our last class that Monday night. Um, so we created a Facebook page like immediately and said, okay, like no classes tomorrow, no classes for the next two weeks, um, join our Facebook page, our members join our Facebook page, and we're just going to go in there by ourselves and teach you a class and you can do it from home. So we basically created our own virtual platform um, overnight. I mean, it's it's not, it, there's no professional lighting. The camera quality is okay. Um, the sound quality is okay, but we we made it work. That Monday night, we, we created the Facebook group. The next morning at 9.30, I went in and I, I taught class. I taught it by myself to a tablet and an empty studio. It was really bizarre. Um, Our uh, Gina, who was our sales manager at the time, she's still there as an instructor, but at the time she was our sales manager. And I said, okay, Gina, you're on standby, like let, accept people into the group as they start in, as they start requesting, like be there to answer any questions. So we, yeah, overnight just started live streaming um and then you know I reached out to the instructors and I was like hey who else is who else is willing to do this and we built out a live stream schedule and um as you know the the mandates we kept getting closer to days to the days that like Cooper uh Governor Cooper was going to make announcements we'd say okay and I would start putting together a schedule um a schedule to come back and what are what are in-person classes would look like and all of that stuff and then it'll get pushed back and we do it again and it'll get pushed back um so I think yeah we I mean we were just straight virtual for for months um then when you were allowed to start gathering outside we started doing outdoor classes um we let's say we worked with our landlords who are incredible in North Hills there. We can't say enough good things about them. Um, We were able to secure some like event tents and started having outdoor pop-ups. And so we would do those, try to do those in the morning because it would get super hot, but we had fans, we had shade and we would go out there with like our speaker and our iPod, iPod and teach classes there and then stream classes. So just trying to get creative in ways of, Uh, figuring out how to how to um, continue to serve our members Um, we tried to do fun virtual events so we did virtual shopping Uh, the first one we did everyone was so excited about there was so much demand for shopping apparently Um, and we sold out of everything we had and it's funny if you come into our studio people don't buy a lot of stuff typically our retail kind of is just there and it's a nice thing for people to grab every once in a while the first time we did a virtual shopping like everyone bought everything. It was pretty wild. Um, but yeah, we just tried to come up with like fun things to engage people. We had some like themed days where we had like an 80s class and virtual. Yeah. Just try to get creative and continue, figure out how to continue to engage people for six months, virtually or outside. Um, and, and yeah, we, um, we also figured we had to pivot in terms of figuring out how to manage our costs throughout all of that, you know, how, how would it, what could our schedule look like and still make, t- make sense in terms of the payroll perspective. Um, we tried to partner with our members and offer lower rates considering we weren't offering as many classes per week and we weren't in studio. Um, we really tried to work with people and see what they needed because we saw the benefit of, you know, we just want to try to keep, we want to try to keep you moving because, I mean, we heard from so many people just like being able to move your body and be a part of the community still was just so helpful in getting through that, that whole time that we were closed. So we just, yeah, we did our best to try to partner with everybody. Um, Yeah. And then when we opened, that was really wild time. We got really used to operating virtually. So figuring out how to, how to come back and set up stations that taped off spots and everything was an adjustment as well. So, I mean, I'd say probably every month we're reevaluating there's some new decision to make, so. And as a member-
0: That's a good like, Go ahead to you, Tara.
2: As a member, like you guys did not skip a beat. Like I will say, you know, it might sound a little dramatic but your virtual classes like were a saving grace. So I almost took them for what, a year? And so, so thankful for having that structure, having, because the first thing that I thought of when those rules came out, I was like, what am I going to do about the gym? And of course at that time Peloton was like, was a four week waiting list. And I was like, Oh, four weeks, this will be over. Yeah. Jokes on me. Uh, so like you guys did not, not skip a beat. And I was on my kitchen counter doing pure bar almost every day.
0: I mean, it's pretty amazing that you pivoted so fast. Um, what inspired you to do that? Was it just pure luck? Was it a competitor was doing it? So you decided to do it? You know, how would you describe that?
1: So I wouldn't say a competitor had, had, um, I'd seen them do it. I think at that point, some other studios had started to close and I had like, just kind of been observing what some other owners were doing and how they were pivoting. A lot of people went straight to zoom for me. I'm like, I know Facebook better than I know zoom. So that was an easy, an easy, quick fix. And we thought it would just kind of be a quick fix. Um, But yeah, I would say it was more seeing, seeing what some of the other peer owners were doing um, Mm -hmm. and luckily not having to be the first one to try to figure that out. Having a little bit of guidance from, and seeing what some other people were doing was really helpful.
0: What was the biggest thing when you were teaching virtually that you had to become comfortable with?
1: (laughs) Um, uh, The biggest thing to get comfortable with teaching virtually honestly was just, um, maybe not so much comfortable, but like one of the biggest challenges was like trying to stay, be motivating when you can't see anybody and there's no one there and you're by yourself. I would say that is, that was probably one of the bigger challenges of it. Um, because we didn't do zoom zoom, you can see people, but because we did Facebook, it was just so easily accessible because just about everyone's on Facebook. So it was really easy to just pop on there, scroll through, find your class. Um, But yeah, I would say not being able to see people because when you take Pure Bar, like like Tyler was talking about shaking earlier, like you see people shaking, you can give them adjustments on how how they can challenge themselves a little bit. You can give them adjustments um, for how they can modify if needed. Um, and you have, like, names of people you can call out to encourage. So, if, of course, people would pop in and say, hey, I'm here, or, wow, that was, like, a killer thigh section, stuff like that. But for the most part, just, like, talking to a screen and really hoping people were watching along with you and doing it with you, I would say that was, that was pretty challenging. I was also very pregnant towards the end. Um, we had another baby in September, or August. So I was teaching in July, like, eight months pregnant. And you basically had to do the whole class so that was that was tough physically that was physically demanding there at the end
0: i mean we kind of had the similar experience at optimal bio where um, we never had to shut down because we were a medical practice but um we you know our patient uh, appointments dropped like a rock you know for the first couple of weeks um tyler you want to share how how optimal bio got through all that
2: Yeah, for sure. So similar, you know, I'll never forget that Friday, like I think like uh, March 13th or something or 16th when Cooper announced the first closings. And I think because there were so many unknowns at that point and no one knew what was going on or what these, you know, restrictions meant. So we um, that next week we are kind of fine, you know, same patient count coming in and then really that next week, huge drop we had like most of our current patients were coming in um so our patients come like females come every three to four months men come every five to six so they were coming in probably like a 30 percent drop off but the new consults at that time we were seeing you know almost 50 to 100 new patients those probably were down to like 10 and so at that point you know we were like okay what are we going to do about this we don't you know like like you said so many unknowns we don't know when this is going to end, yeah, we think two weeks, but, you know, we wanted to make sure that we are in a position to be strong and thriving after this and not, you know, trying to drown while, you know, when this was over. So for that, you know, end of March to the end of April, we did um, very minimum staff. So we have four locations in North Carolina. So really there was like three to four of us uh, managing the offices, seeing the patients, and then probably by the, the second, third week of April, we were almost back to a normal schedule with only three people in the office. So we're like, okay, this is good. Still so many unknowns. So by the last week of April, we had our full staff back. Um, and thankfully we have been you know, growing ever since. And like you said, I really think because of this, people want to... as healthy as they can and they're really realizing that their health physical and mental well-being is the foremost uh, you know important thing because i think during this time it was a weird and hard year for so many people but i think people are starting to realize like why is my neighbor doing maybe a little better or why did they not get sick whatever it may be um so we definitely you know came back you know you know held a little bit and then so that we could be stronger Um, And so we were very thankful that it was for us, it was like a month of kind of changes, um, but just, you know, really wanted to serve our patients and give them the tools and information they needed and to be there and be open, you know, to serve them during this time.
0: Yeah. Like you, I mean, you focused on exercise, which is great. And we focused on obviously promoting exercise as well, but really pushing um, uh, uh, diet, nutrition, nutrition. uh, and making sure that your body was in this optimal health. to so hopefully if you were exposed to COVID, you know, hopefully it was a mild case and um, or hopefully, you know, you had enough, you know, uh, immune support, you know, within your body where, um, you know, you didn't get it. And um, uh, so we took to the airwaves and, you know, had Dr. Brandon on and guests on about, you know, how to optimize your health. So um, I, I think I, I admire the, businesses that and I agree I hate the word pivot that we're able to pivot and um, you know continue to serve their customers because I think in the long run that's that's a big benefit and it's going to certainly help you you know continue to grow your business
1: yeah especially in the health field I mean during all of this like you're saying Tyler health has become a much bigger priority for people so yeah. however can continue to serve their members in that aspect is exactly. is yeah
2: and preventative healthcare, you know, like how can we make your body the strongest and not try to, you know, try to come from behind when you're already sick or, you know, really just try to prevent that as much as we can,
0: yeah. So I wanna get back to uh, exercise real quick and I say this jokingly, but it just seems like if, if it's a hit workout, if it's, uh, you know, one of those Peloton apps, it's Pure Bar, uh, if it's F3 boot camps, whatever it is, we have this, Craziness over a burpee, and it seems like nobody did burpees except for the military personnel up until about five or six years ago. And now it seems like you can't escape a burpee. Um, And clearly, I'm joking, but I still want to know the answer. What is the the um, attractiveness, I guess, to incorporating a burpee into a workout?
1: I mean, I would have to assume it's just like the full body. Um, I mean, it recruits, you know, your arms, your chest, your seat, which is a pure bar term, your your glutes, your thighs, it kind of incorporates everything. So I would assume that's probably the draw to the burpee. Um, And maybe if it was just solely a military thing before they saw, well, like, um, you know, they're they're clearly have to be in good shape. And that's something that they do. So why not adopt it as well?
0: I don't love them. Yeah, I don't think anybody does. Uh, Nobody's dreaming about it at night, but um, they might have nightmares about them. But I have found that some people in uh that compete in the exercise world you know do a lot of burpees and eventually you get hurt you know doing them you know you strain your shoulder you know you hurt your chest you know knee whatever so you had mentioned before you kind of do a burpee is your is a pure bar burpee a little bit different than um the traditional burpee that we all know and love I guess or hate however you want to
1: Yeah, it'll be a little bit more controlled. So, and it would only, if you had one, like a version of it would be in our cardio class. Um, and even then, you know, you would probably do eight max. You're not going to, to do them to fatigue or like drop and give you 50 or anything like that. So, um, it's either going to be a little bit more slowed down or just, a a much much smaller amount than you typically would so to avoid the risk of injury there we also always give options too for anyone that does have um, need the modifications you can walk your feet in and just stand up instead of jumping you don't have to do the push-up we like to give options too to level it up or you know take it wherever your body needs
0: yeah my favorite is when the instructor says all right we're going to do 20 burpees and they do five and they talk the rest of the time and the rest of us are doing 20. It's like, wait a second, I thought you were with us on this thing. So <laughs> from a pure bar perspective, just watching some of your videos, it looks like you're doing all the exercises all the time as well.
1: So when we are live streaming classes, the instructors do a lot of it with you, uh, the majority of it actually. However, in a regular class, like a, like a non-live stream class, the instructor only does a small amount but that's because, so that we can walk around, um, we can help make sure that people are in like the correct positions. Um, for someone that has been doing Pure Bar for a long time, we can figure out how to challenge them. Um, it really is, is so that you can kind of get that one-on-one feel like you would with a personal trainer, but in a group class. So we do circulate a lot. We don't do, um, we don't do the whole class with you. Um, but yeah, we circulate and try to give you, um, one-on-one attention throughout class. So, I mean, I get what you're saying. It's kind of like, oh, this isn't that hard when you're just walking around and you only did two repetitions
0: <laughs> as we're yeah, dying. You, but it does motivate you to some extent, because now you're, now you're, um, I guess, directing some of your anger towards the instructor in a way, and, uh, you kind of want to <laughs> prove that you can do it. It gives you
1: something to, yeah. It gives you someone to direct your anger towards, and also like I think there's definitely something to be said. I mean, I think uh, this is kind of like a, it's not a pure bar secret, but like even just having the instructor walk close to you, I feel like everyone tries to work harder. Like the level, like the element of proximity, like it challenges people if if they have a little bit more to give, to to work a little bit harder, just knowing that that the instructors are walking close by. So, oh, I think for sure. Yeah, it definitely like yeah. increases the, the effort, the effort and the motivation in the room.
0: Okay, so we're going to do a little rapid fire. I'm going to ask both of you the same question and immediately what comes to your mind, um, the benefit of pure bar over other forms of exercise. Okay. Ready? Oh. All right.
2: Yoga. Oh, adds I mean, more strength training. training.
0: All right. All right.
1: Megan, you can go first on the question. So we're not talking every time. Okay. Yeah. I'm confused about how we're doing this. Were we both supposed to say it as soon as we thought of our answer?
0: Yeah. Whatever comes to your mind, like your gut reaction right away.
1: Okay. I honestly haven't done a ton of yoga. So, um, it's, it's just, it, I think, I think yoga's great. It's just not something I've ever done a lot of. I like the musically driven piece of Pure Bar. Uh, the music is really, we like really bump it up in there, and we move to the beat, which I think is really fun, and I think it's motivational as well. Um, so I would say the fact that it's musically driven is a, is a fun, um, a fun way that it differs. That I would choose Pure Bar over yoga.
0: Okay, <laughs> uh, hit workout.
2: Low impact. Reduces inflammation.
0: Okay. Uh, typical boot camp workout.
1: I would say low impact or like one on more, more one on one attention than you would get in a typical HIIT workout, boot camp workout.
2: And I say pure bar is something you can do four times a week and a boot camp like two times a week.
0: Okay. Cardio pure bar compared to running.
1: Mm. Uh, I, I can't say low impact every time. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Then I would say, um, mm, uh, kind of like the peaks and valleys of like rising heart rate, then stretching, rising heart rate, then stretching. You kind of have like an ebb and flow of it.
2: Mm-hmm. As running. And strength training is part of the empower classes.
0: Yep. About outdoor biking, cycling.
2: You won't get hit by a car. That, I was going to say safety key, <laughs> which is why I will not ever ride a bike outside unless I'm like at the beach.
0: Well, I would think too, from a cardio perspective, um, you know, you're getting cardio in a shorter amount of time. If you want to go out and, you know, run eight miles to get cardio, it takes a long time to do that unless you're you know, really good runner and, um, obviously you pounds your knees and everything else. And if you get the same cardio benefit, you know, in, you know, 30, 40, or, uh, an hour, then you're better off for it. Right?
1: Yeah. And like, like Tyler said with, um, like pure bar cardio versus running, I feel like same thing with pure bar versus, um, like going out biking is you get the level of strength training too. Mm-hmm. And it still gives you that cardio,
2: like what you need. Because a few months ago I went skiing and I was like kind of worried. I was like, oh gosh, and I haven't really done cardio focused um, in a while. And like when I was skiing, I was completely fine. So I was like, oh, okay, pure bar. This like, you know, it reaffirms like it is a workout. It is, you know,
0: for sure. How about weightlifting compared to strength pure bar?
1: I'm um, just like going to the gym, just like going to the gym by yourself and working out.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're just doing traditional barbells, dumbbells, you know, all that.
1: Um, I would say m- motivation and, um, and, and coaching that you get from your instructor. Mm-hmm. I
2: would say uh, Pure Bar is very programmed. So I know what I'm doing is being beneficial and doing what it's supposed to, as opposed to if I was kind of lifting a barbell, like, what is this? And I wouldn't do that, you know, four times a week.
1: And also like if you, if in weight training, you typically find like muscle groups to focus on. You don't typically go in and say, I'm going to do full body today, but pure bar in the 50 minutes, it is full body, but you're never working anything too long. And I feel like that's not typical of like if you're just going to the, to the gym to lift weights.
0: Do you offer any nutritional advice to some of your uh, members?
1: Since I'm not a registered nutritionist, I don't, um, if people ask like what it is that I eat or drink or things like that, I will gladly tell them. Um, I am cautious though, a- mm-hmm. about giving nutritional advice. We do have a couple, um, instructors on the team that are like, that do have that background and are, um, like permitted, I guess, to give that kind of advice though, if someone mm-hmm. was to.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I think
1: more so people just saying like, well, hey, what do you eat before a 6 a.m. class? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what are your go-to snacks and stuff like that? Those are the more so the kinds of questions. Or like, do you drink protein after class? And if so, what kind do you drink?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like that. I think it's more so what I get.
0: So let's talk about yourself. I mean, you're a mom, you know, you're a business owner, you know, you got to have high energy, obviously, because um, you're going 24-7 for the most part, especially when, Kids are really young. So you're probably not getting a ton of sleep at night. And uh, so from an optimal health standpoint for you, um, you always have to balance exercise and nutrition. So we talked a little bit about the exercise piece of it, um, but can you walk us through you know what you do for nutrition?
1: Okay. So I, and it's kind of inconsistent, and then there are things that I know I need to do better. Um, I always start my day with coffee, like no matter what, ta- no matter what time I get up. Um, I've tried, I've been trying to get in a better routine of starting my day early and getting my work in early so that I can't make excuses throughout the day to not get to it. I'm also finding that gives me more energy throughout the day. And I may only drink two cups of coffee instead of three. Um, so I start with coffee. Um, I typically don't really, if I'm working out first thing in the morning, I'll just have my coffee. That's all. Um, then do, do my workout. Um, if I have time, I like to make eggs, um, eggs for breakfast is always really good. Um, I'm kind of a cereal snacker, uh, instead of sitting down for lunch. And so like, if I got in a a good workout, sometimes afterwards, I'll like bring my protein powder, just add water, shake it, drink it, you know, then come home grab like my mixed nuts. I ended up just kind of eating a lot of snacks throughout the day. Um, lunch is typically like leftovers, sometimes a salad, and sometimes just a combination of snacks. Um, like we have lots of fruit, vegetables, hummus, um, like cheese, things like that. Um, and then dinner, it really kind of depends on the night. Um, I, we, we eat a lot of quinoa, We like to make different kinds of quinoa bowls, which are really good, really filling, make good leftovers. Um, Yeah, and then, I mean, I have a sweet tooth. So a couple times a week I have ice cream before bed. (laughs) But all, I just, I think all things in balance. Like if I've had a really, like a really lunch I'm not super proud of, I try to do better at dinner. Mm -hmm. You know, I think all things in balance for me. Um, My go-to though from, because I love Chick-fil-A like who doesn't love Chick-fil-A but my go-to to keep myself from always getting Chick-fil-A if I'm out and hungry is I keep a can of uh, mixed nuts in my bag mm-hmm. and if you just like grab a ha- grab like a handful of it eat like a quarter cup half a cup something like that that really does like satisfy the hunger um, and can get you home so that you can actually you know eat food prepare prepare food there so that's kind of what my typical day looks like nothing fancy nothing outrageously healthy green but overall I try to make pretty decent choices throughout the day
0: yeah it's kind of a normal
1: lots of water
0: normal diet as opposed to some of these people you talk to I mean they're you know eating a leaf of lettuce you know three times a day and drinking 40 gallons of water or they're doing some other stuff that sometimes just doesn't seem practical but I guess if you're disciplined enough you can do anything um what about you Tyler?
2: Yeah. So I work out in the morning and on an empty stomach. I do not work out. I do not eat before I work out. Um, And then after I work out, I have coffee, definitely iced coffee. And then um, I try to fast every day. So I make sure it's like 16 hours. So I probably probably eat usually around like one o'clock. And I'm also, I could definitely be a snacker and never have a meal. Like a big meal is just I've never been a fan of, um, but uh, I work right next to Whole Foods, so a blessing and a curse on one. So usually I run over there, we'll get either a salad, some avocados, guac, a protein, really depending on what I feel, but definitely vegetables, fruits, proteins. Um, And then I like to live off C-H-A brand, so I love, you know, having some C-H-A. And then like Megan, like said, whatever I have for lunch, I try to balance for dinner. So if I had like a lot of protein or fats or carbs, I try to do the opposite for dinner. Um, And then right now I love, I can live off of watermelon. So I have that many times a week. Um, Sweet tooth. I do also say some simple meals sometimes. I can't eat gluten. So that's also a blessing because I can't be tempted by anything. So I just try to find good brands, um, you know, that don't make me feel sick after. But everyone wants a piece of chocolate sometimes. <laughs>
0: well, I know you both love coffee, so that's one common thing you have.
2: Oh, I have smoothies a lot. I forgot, but yeah, smoothies many times a week.
0: So, from a, a customer perspective, uh, is it are your is Pure Bar? You know, what's the ratio between, I guess, female to male?
1: It is um, probably 99% female. Um, We have two male members. At at one point, we had three at the Raleigh Studio. At the Raleigh Studio, we have a male at the Cary Studio. Uh, We also own a studio up in Virginia, um, and we have, we had one, but none right now. So, yes, it's 99% female.
0: Is that a marketing thing or is it just, you know, what, what do you think?
1: So I think when people hear pure bar, they think bar, they think ballet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it sounds like dance. So fun thing about um, um, one of our male members at the Raleigh studio is he um, is like a like like ballroom dances with his wife and they, he and his wife actually came in together for their very first like introductory class, I taught it. It was like a year and a half ago Um, and he loved it and she, she didn't, which was funny, like to have that a Mm -hmm. husband and a wife come in and it, and it kind of be like the opposite of what you would really expect. But I think just like the musical component was, was probably why he, he liked it because of his like ballroom dancing is probably why he was interested in it to begin with. I'm thinking it would maybe be a little bit more dance than it is. Um, but I think that it's, I think group fitness in general trend tends to trend towards females. Um, there has been a slight uptick from what I've seen at other studios. And we do have like some male members that'll come in and try out class. Um, I think it's, I do think there could be more males in our marketing that might make it, um, more, seem more, um, approachable, I guess, for men. Um, because I think everyone can benefit from, from like the small muscle groups that we, that we work, um, from the low impact nature of it. Like I know, um, there are up in Virginia, I had talked to an owner about how she, was training like the the Washington football team. She was teaching the football players classes mm-hmm. because like that, that different type of like strength training and flexibility was like a great balance to what they were doing. So I do think that's a bit of marketing. I think it's a bit of like a, not completely understanding what pure bar is. So like getting getting them through our doors, I think is men through our doors, I think is the challenge is like kind of the big area there is the challenge and has, speaks to why it's so many more women than it is men. And just group fitness. like when I go to other studios, it tends to be majority female as well. I don't know Tyler what you've seen because I know you do some other um, go to some other studios.
2: Yeah, I agree. I feel like primarily is definitely, especially in this area because I used to live in DC. And um, the gym I went to, I'd say it's almost a 50 50 split or even more guys. So I really do think it's like, yeah, just the type of marketing, the group you're in, um, and the class you're in. But yeah, I just think, and depending on the classes too, I feel like, because so I'll go to like F 45 sometimes, and some classes can be either way. But I do think, like what you said about the football team, because The NFL and college football, they have, like, take ballet and stuff. So it really is just, like, the I think the circle you're in. And, you know, if a guy like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm never going to Pure Bar. Like I said, and I'm not even a guy. So definitely I think the connotation around it. But I do think every guy should try a Pure Bar class because they would die. And it would be great to watch.
1: It's like a – it's a humbling – I find it's a humbling experience for – for, for men that typically just go to the gym and weight train. Yeah. Um, the first time I brought my husband to a class, it was when we were out in Seattle. Like I just started teaching, so I wanted him to take it. And we used, um, Jim, to give you like <laughs> insight into the kind of weights that we use, we use two pounds, three pounds, and five pounds. And it's like a rare day that you see someone grab the five pounds. And I like told my husband I think I grabbed him either the three or the five pounds I'm like you'll be fine and like, he's like sweating putting his weight down you know amazing 10 minutes into class so it's definitely a, a, a different kind of workout we do have classes where it'll be like a date night kind of thing and we'll encourage uh, some of the female members to bring in to bring in a guy or or their partner and um it is always kind of funny to see because I think that they um, tend to have a, a misconception of how hard it's go- going to be just like just based right. on weight when you see two pound dumbbells when you're used to using 50 pound dumbbells like it's easy to understand how that might be deceiving
2: oh yeah or like oh I'm just like doing ballet at a bar as your legs start shaking
1: <laughs> one of our instructors um he would probably be embarrassed if he heard this but um he said he described uh, Pure Bar as standing on your tiptoes and squeezing your butt, or <laughs> squeezing your butt cheeks. It was like his description of Pure Bar. When in reality, oh my gosh, it's so much more. And it's, it's, it's such a humbling experience. And he's taken some classes. So I know he can attest that it's way more than that. <laughs> yes, yes, it is.
0: We'll have to give it a shot. Um, yes.
2: We'll do a, a, a work class, a little yes. optimal bio Pure Bar class
0: super fun talk about that uh, offline <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: so when we close we usually uh ask uh our guests to you know provide five pieces of advice we call them takeaways uh to give to our listeners um i'll have tyler go first and then uh, megan if you can close that'd be great
2: sure. okay i always start with this one but i'm a firm believer in it uh workout in the morning so it's part of your schedule um, choose wisely what you're eating. I think people need to realize that it does make a big difference of how you feel. So not saying always choose the right thing, just know what it can do. Um, travel, whether it be 10 miles away or, you know, you have to get on a plane. I think it makes a big difference. Um, try different workouts of what you like. And then I would say surround yourself with good people. It will support you
1: and encourage you. I think that's fine. I like
2: it.
0: Good.
1: Um I was thinking a little bit more um I kind of went more like business route as opposed to health route. Is that okay?
0: Oh yeah.
1: Thinking about this earlier. Um so I kind of think like what kind of helped helped me to get into the position of uh, my husband and I like owning businesses. Um and like, I think the biggest piece of advice I could give someone if that's something they're interested in is tell people that you're interested in it. Like go to the people that that, that would matter if you and tell them you're interested because no one's going to know if you don't tell them. Um, and I kind of attribute that to why, like how we were able to because I expressed my interest in, in owning a studio. Um, ask for help because you can't do it all alone. I think this past year, um, I like exhausted people in all kinds of different ways. And I think it's important to, to know that you can't do it all alone. No one expects you to do it all alone. So to definitely ask for help. Um, n- make time to work out. I know like Tyler said, working out in the morning, I agree. Um, I think a lot of people like m- just, just making, making time and making it a priority because if you have time to scroll for 30 minutes on Instagram, you have time to squeeze in a 30-minute workout. So just just figuring out how to make that time. Um, let's see, what else? Um, you said surround yourself with good people, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was was when I had written down when I was kind of just thinking about everything. Um, yeah. Surround yourself with good people. I think, um, I'm super fortunate to work with some really incredible people. Um, our, our teams at at the studios are pretty incredible. Um, and then lastly, like having, having goals and not thinking short-term, like in the moment like during covid like the days it was easy to get wrapped up and think that today was so challenging but thinking like a little bit further out and what this is going to look like maybe in a couple months which i know is hard with planning with covid but kind of being a little bit more like long term mindset i think is just in life and also in owning a business is a great way to operate
0: i think that's high which reminds me what do you want to do with the business at the end you know do you want to be you know 20 20- location owner you want to stick with what you have you want to sell at some point in time
1: so that's a great question um so right now we uh we bought pure rally in september 2019 um then we bought a studio in virginia it's called pure bar south riding we bought that in september 2020 so that was, that was a really wild ride because our son had just been born. We were just opening up studios down here. The timing of that was a little challenging. Um, and then we bought the Kerry Studio a month ago. So I don't think
0: we're going to buy another
1: one anytime soon, but I feel like Um, As, as my husband and I start to put processes into place, we start to realize, okay, this is manageable. Like over the past month, we've had lots of interviews and we've been working to build out our teams at all three studios to grow our teams. So I think, you know, the more great people that you put in place, the more it opens up to growth. So I'm not saying it's off the table. If, if someone said I needed to buy it like next week, I would panic. Um, and wouldn't do it. Um, so I think there's definitely the possibility for growth in the future. Um, and like, we're not planning to, to, to sell anytime soon. We haven't really thought, you know, five, 10 years down the road, what, what that might would look like. Um, but right now we're just kind of focused on trying to get back to where we were pre-COVID um growing our growing our membership base rebuilding the community welcoming in all these new people that have come in over the past you know eight months since we reopened So yeah long term i'm not really sure what that looks like but i'd say growth is never off the table for us
0: yeah it's always good to keep all your options open i want to thank you for joining us today um it was great learning about you and learning about your business and pure bar exercise. And uh, for those out there listening, I highly encourage you to go give it a shot and, uh, also, you know, give us a shot at optimal bio. Um, if you're, uh, looking to, uh, improve yourself, um, uh, health wise and, and exercise wise, you know, two great options on this podcast today. And, uh, we look forward to another podcast in the future and Megan, best of luck to you and, and, uh Hopefully we'll see you in the future. All right.
1: Thanks a lot, Jim. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, Megan. See you soon. All right. All right. Lot.
2: Bye.
0: Bye.